everyone. Um, chat room is kind of small tonight. Anyways, I didn't even have much of a warning before I decided I wanted to do a show anyway. Um, <clears throat> I'm sitting here and I'm bored out of my mind. I've been going through my works in progress folder um, uh, folders, <laughs> trying to find projects I can finish up and get off my plate, you know. Or making decisions about works in progress that are never going to go anywhere and kind of putting them in a file, you know, um, not deleting them, but um, letting them go for a little while, you know, just like, okay, I'm going to put this over here and not worry about it. Just kind of clear my thick plate off a little. Anyway, I posted this little body um, last night, late last night, uh, and um, so my next project is probably going to be... uh, I'm going to start cleaning up Revenant and, and get that on my site, on my main site, and off of um, the Wild Hair Project. And uh, then um, then who knows? Who knows? So tonight we're going to talk about um, – uh, I had um, a reader message me, uh, send me an email and tell me um, that they were listening to the podcast and they had an idea for um, a series of shows um, and uh, to uh, – basically plot a whole bunch of ways to kill a character that you hate, you know, as an exercise. And so I told Jilly, and of course, immediately we both considered Ziva, because if there's a character we both hate equally, it's probably that one. <laughs> we hate other characters individually, but I think equally our hatred for Ziva is pretty strong. <laughs> so, anyways, she's on the phone. And we're going to get started. And I do have a lot of works in progress folders. I do. So I separate by fandom. I separate by pairing. And then under the pairing, I'll separate by genre or trope. I I can't be that. Um, I just have a completed and works in progress, which means my works in progress folder is ridiculous because I did not ever separate it by fandom. Probably partially because I write so many crossovers. That's probably probably how that evolved. My ridiculous too. So I had to do something, or I was going to lose my mind. Yeah, it's it's sort That's of. What I did. Where am I? Oh, I forgot I cleared my freaking cookies. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> it's terrible. I'm like, why am I having to log into everything? I was like, oh, that's right, I cleared my cookies. Duh. I hate that. I mean, yes, it's good to clear your cookies, but I hate having to log into all my shit again. Let me refresh chat. It's sort of like Kill Your Auntie Darlings is this show. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. undarling. I almost called it that. Your undarlings. I almost called it that, but I thought I might get questions about it, and I'm like, I just can't deal with those kinds of questions. I don't want to answer stupid questions, so. <laughs> Murder your moo. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 except we couldn't call it Murder the Moo or Murder Your Moo because we, we want to leave accidental death on the table. <laughs> But I think you can consider you can still consider it author murder, even if it's an accidental death in the story. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, murder your moves. Anyway. 
Ziva. <coughs> Down with that bitch. She has to go. I think I don't think I've ever actually killed her in a story. Um, even though I've been tempted, I don't think I've actually. I, I have to think about. It. I don't think I've actually done it. Not even an accidental death. Um, although I have plotted it several times, several times. Um, this was this will be a spoiler. So I did plot it in um, the sequel to De Novo. Um, that's in my plot for that story, which is that she just gets a hate on for Tony and decides when she comes back to the U.S. she's coming after him. And Ian is suspicious about her intentions when she turns up. Um, and he tells Tony he's going to be on assignment. And what he's really doing is stalking Ziva to see what she's doing. And so when Ziva goes after... Yeah. So when Ziva goes after Tony, Ian shoots her in the head. Because, you know, Yay! you know, Ian, <laughs> Ian's not ever great behind his, he's, you know, he's always great behind his, the sniper rifle there. So I want to get a little sniper action in. So that's one I, 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 I mean, that story's in process. So that I'm pretty clear that that's going to happen. I did think I was probably going to kill her in the sequel. So I warned people in De Novo that it was likely that she would die. So some people, even with a character they don't like, really do not like reading character deaths. So if I think it's going to happen, I do try to give people a heads up. Um, but, you know, also on the other hand, I, I wouldn't stop myself from do, doing it just because I hadn't warned people in a prior story. Um, you know, sometimes you just make a decision that's different for a sequel and if somebody can't read it, that's just too bad. Cause there, there is that whole, I guess that, I guess the fandom mentality that crept in there, you know, it's like, I would never have started this series if I'd known you were going to kill this person, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'll get over it. I'm not ever going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'll warn for character deaths on the actual episode slash part novella of a series, but sometimes in the middle of a series, I change my mind. <laughs> you know, That's right. I'm not supposed to warn for changing my mind. I'm a girl. I can do that. <laughs> That's right. That's my prerogative. I kind of want to write a story where Ziva's killed by an angry sentinel. Yes. Yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just like viciously, like boom. Oh, that was unexpected. Now I have to see, uh, I'll have to often noodle, because I'm now up to like, I have, I have so many ideas. Some of them have formed, some of them just a few sentences of, of an idea for July. And now I've got to see if I can work up an idea where she gets killed well, by That's the funny, because I considered killing her in the one I wrote, um, where Steve corners her in stairwell. I had two scenarios. One where he put the knife in the wall and one where he put the knife in her. <laughs> oh, 
that would be so good. <laughs> and I went with the wall. Well, I couldn't figure out, you know, that was a limited word count challenge. And I didn't know how I could extract them both from that situation and return them to Hawaii in the time that I had left, in, in the word count that I had left. Um, and if he killed a federal agent, or whatever she was at that time, there would have been political ramifications and him leaving for Hawaii would not have been on the table. No matter his justification, you know. I didn't have enough word count left for that to happen, but I would like to. Tell yeah, that would have been that would have been rough. It would have been very satisfying, but it would have been it have been rough to stay within word count for that because you'd have in order to stay right. within word count, you'd have had to have shortchanged the bonding. Right, and um, there's never going to be an opportunity. There's never going to be a situation for me where I will shortchange sex to kill somebody. I might skip sex to kill somebody, but I don't know that I would shortchange right. it. That would but be. But I would shortchange it. <laughs> That's right. We got our priorities. We can have no sex. We cannot have inadequate sex. <laughs> That's pretty much my life motto. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my plan, I've got Ian shooting her in the head. Some sentinel kills her. Um, now, I had kind of talked, I'd mentioned on another show that I had plotted a story where Tony kills Aerie um, in, a, in a guide in a guide fugue mm-hmm. after Kate's killed. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast, I could do something where Ziva comes after Tony for revenge and his sentinel kills her. Or do the guide fugue again, and she goes after the sentinel, and Tony kills her. Does she have to be dead? Can she be in a vegetative state? (laughs) No, this is dead. (laughs) She's dead, Dead. Jim. She's dead. (laughs) She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Death by spirit animal. Yes, death Mm. by spirit animals. In... um, in the same one that I wrote, Ascendant, um, Tony's spirit animal um, was capable of delivering physical damage to a person and had more than one. So in that particular universe that I wrote, it is entirely possible, um, and that's in my um, my Alpha series um, that has the Awakening, 10 Years After the War, Ascendant, Right? Mm-hmm. Am I confusing myself? Um, I assume Descendant was part of the Alpha Chronicles. The Alpha Chronicles, yes. Yes. Um, so Ascendant, A Delicate Balance from Blue to Green and 10 Years After the War, which started with The Awakening. Um, in that particular verse, uh, spirit animals have the ability to interact with the physical environment. And I started that with the baby spirit guide that, or spirit animal that appeared in the awakening and let that young sentinel hold him 
when when they were looking for the kidnapped guide. Right. Yeah, the, on the polar bear. Yeah. So um, her little polar bear led them to her in that particular. And when I was doing that, I was thinking about ramifications of of physical um, spirit animals and how they would interact with the world. And so when I brought Keaton in for Tony in um, Ascendant, I, I wanted to kind of expand on that. I really like. By the way, someone uh, someone asked me why um, Steve named his tiger Jack. That's a little Easter egg for the original Hawaii Five O. I'm not gonna say any more than that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <clears throat> It's a good. It's a good little. It it was. It was a good. Good pick. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it was like. Oh, I have to do that because I had been watching the original um, Hawaii Five All on CBS All Access. <laughs> ah. I, I vaguely remember original episodes of Hawaii Five O when I was little, when it was in syndication. Um, there's the man. There's the man. The original Steve McGarrett. <clears throat> now I have yes, this like picture in my head. So I, ha- so I have this picture in my head that of like uh, I don't know what story I attached this to, but like she commits some crime against. Um, the alphas of the pride and they're not going to exact any sort of really punitive revenge, but the spirit animals of the members of the pride and the, the alpha spirit animals know that she's going to continue to be a problem for them or whatever, or they consider the crime that she's committed just really egregious. And so all of the spirit animals for everybody in the pride appear where she is. And like a voice says, the pride has judged you and they all attack her and kill her. Oh God. That'd be messy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be messy. But it's not like there's any cleanup on the spirit animals. It's not like they're going to need a bath. (laughs) No. No. Can you imagine the cops on that scene? You know, sir, I have... I don't even know what happened. I don't... I mean, there are pieces of her everywhere. We're, We're really confused. Death by Misadventure? Because, <laughs> because really, no, spirit animals be, don't do that. Because spirit animals wouldn't leave any, um, any they they would leave prints behind, yes, you know, like in the blood and stuff, but they wouldn't leave fur. They wouldn't leave DNA. Yeah. <laughs> they probably leave bite marks, <laughs> claw marks.
The spirit animal death. I'm I'm writing them down <laughs> for my own amusement. So okay, so we're so we're at four. We're at four. So four. What else could we do to her? Um, I mean, there's lots of things. I mean, there's of course there's accidental death. There's all kinds of ways to do accidental death. Um, having her get killed in a car accident is sort of like like where she's driving. There's probably some like I don't know, sort of like poetic justice karma. kind of thing. Yeah, karma. She's a terrible driver um, in the series. Oh, yeah. What if that bullet had hit her and boxed in? <laughs> oh, she fired him. She fired him. Tony's riding around all day with a corpse. <laughs> I mean, it's cold, so all he has to do is move her to one end of the thing and, you know. Um, yeah, I would like a slow bleed out. That would be great. And maybe she even gets to go to the hospital. That way there isn't any question of Tony, you know, having done it himself. <laughs> even how yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this is idea is almost too cracky for real, but for words. But what if she's killed by a paperclip? <laughs> How how would this happen? I don't know how it would happen, but I really want it to happen. I really want death by paperclip to occur. Um, oh, oh, what if Tim gets fed up with her bullshit and he coats a paperclip with, um, with poison? <laughs> poison paperclip. Poetic justice. Sitting there all innocent as she convulses. Oh no! <laughs> Someone called There's me. actually, oh my god, there's actually a Quora question about this. What is the most efficient way to kill someone using a paperclip? I would say the jugular. Someone. Someone asked, um, one person said a paperclip is probably not strong enough to be an effective weapon, but the best way I think that the following thing could actually work. Straighten the paper clip, fold it in two, stab the person with it in the soft blind spot on the head. I'm not sure if paper clip would go through the skin. And then the... Or there's an artery <laughs> in the arm that will cause, like, almost immediate bleed out. It was in a, um, yeah. a, a book in, in Death. If you sharpened it, you know... Catch this. So you know how there's ads on Quora questions that look like answers, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm scrolling down through the answers people have given. And um, the first ad, which does look kind of like an answer, says, if you are struggling, consider online therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, that's kind of a rude answer to someone asking how to murder someone. <laughs> 
That's not helpful. <laughs> so we've got people saying, you know, if it's a big enough paper clip, double it up and jam it up into the brains or the nose. Um, <laughs> paper one, one dude <laughs> says paper clip them to a hungry tiger. <laughs> Puncture through the ear canal. Hang them upside down, puncture their neck with a paper clip, and let them bleed out. Boy, these people are kind of creative. Good on you, folks. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, God, Esther. <laughs> Was that strong enough? I'd be happy to, be... to double it. That had... No, I think you have to, like, triple. I mean, Yeah. And you need gloves for yourself, otherwise you'd fuck your hands up. Truly. For those on the pack po- podcast, she suggested chaining them together and using them for a, a garrote. <clears throat> what if she, she definitely wants the industrial one? She chokes on a paperclip. That's hilarious. Yeah, it get like lodged sideways in her esophagus or something, and like ruptures her esophagus, and before anybody knows what's going on, you know, she dies on the way to the hospital or something. She wasn't around when Tony had the plague, and his plague was <laughs> um, self-terminating. Yeah, well, but you still ha- it was antibiotic, even though it was self-terminating, it was antibiotic resistant. So. of people who would catch it would die from the symptoms because they couldn't treat this, couldn't treat the actual disease. So even though it would stop replicating, 85% of people would still die. Although there is a story where Ziva is doing reconnaissance for Mossad about Gibbs team at the time of, um, at the time of uh, SWAC, and Ziva lists Tony's she mail, lists the mail, the group. Yeah, she would have been because because Ari was was around. Um, but anyway, she goes, she sneaks into NCIS, and she lists the team's mail and opens the envelope and gives herself the plague and dies in a hotel room somewhere. I think that's how it goes in the story because she steals their mail, so they had no clue about this biohazard letter because Ziva lifted it and she got sick and died in the hotel room. That's pretty fun, actually. I mean, she doesn't have to just die for terrible reasons. She could die... You know, as long as she dies, right? I mean, like, um, well, <laughs> I know, I know. It's more fun if she. It's more fun if she's awful, and she is awful. But it is it is more fun to write when they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, after that episode, Obsession, I think is what it's called. It's the obsession, episode of Obsession, where they have the ricin poisoning. Is Maybe she gets curious about the, the delivery method that that assassin used 
with the little beads of ricin under people's skin that she was just, you know, kind of sticking them with. What if Ziva tries to make ricin and fucks up and kills herself? Like she's trying to make poison and she's not very good at it. <laughs> Jesus, Asher. <laughs> Azure suffers that Ziva suffers from pica and she eats non-food items including paper clips and dies from a punctured stomach, ruptured stomach. My stupid cell phone. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Um, That was like, I was like, I thought that was, that was so close sounding that I was like, I, I picked up my phone, phone and it started playing. And I, my thumb hit an advertisement. And it started playing. Oh. Anyways, because I was turning off an alarm that was just about to come on <laughs> for medication that I've already taken. But uh, um, if after the whole Israel thing, um, Ziva doesn't give the ultimatum. She comes back to the United States with the rest of the team, but she's really hostile with Tony, and Tony asks for a transfer, um, and Vance says, yeah, sure, and sends him to Hawaii, because I'm all aboard the mothership forever and ever, always. Um, yes. And Tony and Steve hook up. They, you know, They've been together for about a year, and in the middle of the night, Steve wakes up and hears an intruder goes down and pops three rounds in Ziva's chest. <laughs> no muss, no fuss. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, he would. I mean, you don't come into his house. That's right. <laughs> Claire, I love that. <laughs> Claire says she could crash an NCIS truck in the middle of a busy intersection and then get flattened by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> I put that number 10 as 18 wheeler. <laughs> there was a story. I love the story. I don't remember the progression of the deaths at all. Um, it was this very quirky romance where there's this dead body that turns up. And um, I think the death was accidental, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's like the body kept getting moved. People, like, people, like somebody ran over it or something, and they were like, oh, my God, they were scared that they'd killed this person. So they moved the body, and then somebody else did something to it and thought that they'd killed it. And it was like this kind of comedy of, like, three or four different groups of people thought that they'd killed this person. So when the sheriff went to go confront somebody, they all were like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Because they all thought they were guilty of killing this person, but like probably nobody had killed them if they had died of a heart attack. Um, <laughs> you could have like some, you could have something kind of like that where like she dies, like her body falls out of the truck or something, and so people keep thinking that they're the ones who've killed her and moving her body around. <laughs> I do not know why that just popped into my head, but there you go. She falls out of the corner van. She dies something simple. Um, and then people keep thinking they're the ones who've killed her. That's like that's like a weekend in Bernie's uh, the weekend at Bernie's on crack. Uh huh. Which is saying something considering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
weekend at what weekend at Bernie's is, yeah. A weekend at Zeus. <laughs> we can't tell anyone she's dead. I had an idea, but it fell out of my brain. Let me think about it. I hate that. Yeah. Marigold asked, what if she got, what if she and McGee got carjacked during dead air? There is a crack um, story on AO3 where um, Ziva and McGee die because they turned the radio off and didn't hear the start of the zombie apocalypse. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tony walked into a house that had a whole bunch of zombies in it. <laughs> I like the idea of her being killed by her own, like, hubris. Like, she thinks she can disarm a bomb and she can't and it blows up. Or um, she thinks she's capable of handling such and such. And, I don't know, if she falls off of the, um, falls off of the uh, aircraft carrier or whatever it is. She just thinks that she's adequate to or, or up to it up to any job. She's better than everybody. She's better than Tony. And she rushes out to do something and gets killed. Like Tony's like, I told her not to. I said don't do that. You're not whatever. You don't weigh enough to be wandering around the deck of an aircraft carrier. Wind is gonna rip you right off. But she went anyway. In the elevator, when that dude died of natural causes and everybody assumed that Ziva killed him? Yeah. What if he killed her? She thought she could handle him by herself in the elevator and he kills her. It's a confined space and Ziva was trained by Mossad, which... um, Focuses though on what that's so what's it called? Crop Krav Maga? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, Krav Maga. Which is um improvising weapons using your body. She wouldn't have anything to anything to improvise in that um elevator. True. She's very confident of herself. He could take a gun and shoot her in the head. I really like the idea of a criminal getting the best of her. Because she is super arrogant about her abilities. I don't remember that episode. How did she end up alone with him in the elevator? She was escorting him up to questioning. They were down in the evidence garage, as I recall. I think they were down in the evidence garage, and she was escorting him up to upstairs to one of the interrogation rooms. So would Tony be blamed for her being alone in the elevator with him? I think Gibbs sent her up. But I have to double-check that episode. I I seem to recall that Gibbs is the one who sent her up from the the, um, 
So no, if, if I remember the episode correctly, it would be it would be Gibbs who would be held responsible. I mean, she wasn't even an agent. It makes it even worse. Hmm. I mean, ultimately, I mean, it, it's canon that ultimately someone got her, right? I mean, Trent Court got her. With a bomb. With a bomb. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be interesting if she got to her apartment and faced that angry, drunk, rogue, Mossad agent that she thought was her boyfriend? Rivkin. Before Tony did? Rivkin? What if Rivkin beat her to death? Ouch. Well, if she hadn't sheltered him. Right. And that's Michael Rivkin. That's all her fault. She didn't, she, she harbored him. He's already killed several people. Gibbs told him to leave. She's lied. She's, she's spying for him. Um, and maybe she recognizes finally that he's not who she thought he was, and he kills her. Tony butts in, kills him. Everybody's done with. Oh no! The whole point of this show is to kill her. <laughs> what if? What if? Um, what if that whole thing at that apartment went down a little differently? See, Tony went to go talk to Ziva. He did not go with the intention of running into Rivkin. Because they found out in downstairs in Abby's lab, they found out that she was um, sending information to Mossad, and he went to go talk to her. What if he had followed protocol and went to arrest her, and there were other agents there? And um, the whole thing with Rivkin goes down differently, of course, because Tony would have backup. But then she busts in and is furious, and the other agents shoot her. Because she's posing a credible threat. Because she tries to attack Tony for arresting Rivkin. I like that. You ever, you ever have one of those moments where you're not sure what words just came out of your mouth? <laughs> you know, it would be interesting. I, um, who, who ultimately would be responsible for what she's doing? Who would prosecute and investigate that crime? It wouldn't be her. It, it it wouldn't be in CIS, would it? No, BSB, the FBI. So, would protocol be that Tony reports her to the FBI, or would he go to the what's it, um, general? Well, the FBI. Well, I don't know. Uh, you mean the uh, the Inspector General? No, he wouldn't go to the Inspector yes. General. That would be a matter of if he if. That well, the Inspector General thing is a little bit dicey. In the case of criminal activity of an agent, that's the purview of the FBI. Um, if an a, a crimes against an agent and crimes committed by agents, 
or no matter which agency or the, or the purview of the FBI. Now, and it's, I imagine it would be a little bit squishy in that case because the NCIS is taking point on the murdered ICE agent um, who Rifkin had killed. And they had the case in L.A. where Rifkin was killing those witnesses. So if they found this information in the course of questioning But Tommy doesn't Lita, even know Rifkin is there. He's there he for Ziva, there, not Rifkin. He, he's there for Ziva, but the, the, the investigation into Rivkin, into those murders, is what led them to Ziva. So fundamentally, she's a material witness in an NCIS investigation, even if she's also suspected of a crime. So the jurisdiction, to me, would be kind of squishy. You could argue that it would be FBI, but you could also argue that NCIS would be fine running the investigation up to that point. And once Ziva was in custody and they got the information they needed out of her, prosecuting her, I mean, investigating the crimes that she committed against the NCIS would then go to the FBI. I mean, it's not, it's not super clean cut. You could, Tony could feel like he doesn't have enough support at NCIS and call Fornell and say, I need you a question and um, a, a member of our, Huh. It's I actually need a CYA. Squishier. Yeah, it's even it's even a little bit squishier because she's she's a foreign intelligence agent, um, which means that oh. I think the FBI would be within their purview to arrest her, but probably any invest true investigation. I, hmm. I don't know if it would be the F, FBI acting on behalf of the Justice Department. I don't know. It's really squishy because it's really odd. I don't know what the, when a foreign operative commits naughty acts on American soil. Um, I would guess that's still, if it happens on American soil, I would guess that's still the FBI's valley So um, I think if Tony was going for CYA, he would call the FBI. I would. I mean, because it keeps his hands clean. He's going to have a lot to right. answer for anyway. He's going to have to answer to Gibbs, or he can, like, tell Vance he wants to go before Gibbs gets back from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Send me somewhere beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of somewhere beautiful, did you guys see that they're going to reboot Magnum? No, Really? Yes, they're rebooting Magnum P.I. I don't know how I feel about it. Jay Hernandez in the lead role. Okay. I like that he's a person of, that it's a person of color and and not some, some white bread, you know. I like this a person of color too. I wish it was somebody who had a little bit more personality. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know his personality. I don't know who he is, actually. So, <clears throat> and they have also rebooted Charmed. It's coming to the CW. Did you see who they're getting to play Riggs? Stifler. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of saw that, and I went, "Well, I'll give it a shot," but I don't know, man. I'll give it a know. shot too, 
because I don't think it's fair that the the cast of that show is going to lose their jobs because the other dude's a butt. So um, I really would have, I really would have really liked if it had been. Um, um, I have forgotten this man's name. Elliot on Leverage, Christian. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just Christian Kane. Christian Kane. Christian Kane. Kane. Christian Kane. But apparently, Christian he's Kane. actually good friends with the guy Klein. So. Mhm. Really? That didn't work. Huh. Yeah, apparently. But I thought he might be a better fit. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not gonna. You know, he might surprise us. Stifler might surprise us. He shouldn't be putting that stippler box for the rest of his life. I should stop calling him that. But it's probably not going to happen because I call Bill Paxton Little Dick probably forever. <laughs> because of that one scene in True Lies where Schwarzenegger's got him holding over the cliff. And he says, I got a little dick. It's pathetic. He's been Little Dick for <laughs> me ever since. Little Dick, yeah. I um, well, the whole Stifler thing is it's partially because of of Jennifer Coolidge because I cannot see her without thinking Stifler's mom, and because <laughs> yeah. Stifler's mom because Stifler's mom is so infamous, that means Stifler is going to live on forever in my mind. I can't help it. Right. That's like Vincent D'Onofrio, who did brilliantly on um, Criminal Intent, Law or Criminal Intent, but. Forever and ever. Oh yeah, will be Edgar. Yes, he's he's in the Edgar he's not, suit. He's wearing an Edgar suit. <laughs> <laughs> he will always be Edgar. <laughs> Even my husband calls him Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> the Edgar suit. Mm. Some things just stick with you, and you're and you're just stuck with them for all eternity, for time and all eternity. That's just the way it goes. So, where else? What are some other fun moments where we could kill Siva? What if she gets killed? Oh. The first day on the job, the first day they let her out in the field, this would be the car accident thing. Gibbs comes back to the office and he tells Shepard, she almost got my people killed in the car accident, driving on the wrong side of the road. What if she gets in the accident, but she only kills herself? <laughs> she, was, she was driving on the wrong side of the road. Now I have to go open my NCIS episode guide and see if any episodes jump out to me as being particularly Ziva killer. <laughs> I've got one. Ooh. Okay. So when Aerie tries to kill Gibbs in the basement and Ziva takes her shot, what if Gibbs wasn't alone in that house? 
Tony was with him, maybe upstairs, and when Ziva's getting ready to take her shot, so is Tony. And he thinks that Ziva is part of, um, Ziva is there with Ari. Wow. And he takes out Ari and Ziva. Good for Tony. Boom, boom, headshot. Boom, boom. He's good at those quick headshots, too. That's canon. And then, what if Ari of course, kill, what if Ari kills her? Ari kills her. Tony kills um, Ari. Because I like the idea of Mossad not being able to protest it. Because then they would have to admit that they set Ari up for his own sister to murder him. Yeah, which is what she was there to do. So, what if he turns? What if he turns her around? At a key moment, and sees her there and shoots her, and then Tony comes over her shoulder and shoots Ari. Yeah, yeah, I like that. There's that episode. Tony would feel really guilty about this for like all time and eternity. But the undercover episode where they're undercover, under undercover as a pair of married assassins. What mm-hmm. if she got killed during that while they were doing their undercover operative operation? Well, how it would be his fault that got separated and both FBI and the CIS were there to monitor the situation. Uh, yeah. If she if if she bit it, it wouldn't be his fault. Well, it wouldn't be his fault, but he's the kind of person who would still feel guilty about it. Depends on how he got that beating, because by the end of that beating, he was asking for a divorce. (laughs) That's true. We talked about boxed in. Oh, what if what if in that that dinner party she planned without Tony? What if she gave everybody food poisoning and she died of it, and everybody else just got really <laughs> sick? Because she she would have eaten more than anybody else. Because like taste testing and she was cooking and stuff. Right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Food poisoning at dinner. That's number nineteen. So, so there's the um I've been keeping my list has got my list got shoddy. I forgot to start I forgot to write them down for a while. Um <laughs> what there was that episode where Jackie Vance gets killed and Viva recognizes her father when he could it gets when she recognizes him on surveillance video. She doesn't tell anybody. And it's kind mm-hmm. of common fanon that if she had said something that there's no way that Vance would have had her father 
over to dinner that night because um, the people who killed Jackie Vance were gunning for Zio's father. Um, and if he had known but that how, how Eli had slipped into the country and stuff, he would never have exposed his family to that kind of risk. And so by Ziva keeping quiet that she she's the one who brought, well, what if Vance interprets it that way and kills her? Just straight like up loses that. it and shoots her. Like in the moment? Yeah. What if she says like the wrong thing, acknowledging that she knew her father was there and Vance realizes that she had, that she had information that she didn't share and that she was complicit in his wife's death and he just pulls his gun and shoots her. What if he picked up her father's gun and used it? Ooh. Because then it's like, oh, friendly fire accident. Eli's dead. It isn't like he's going to be able to say otherwise. Yeah, if we let Vance take the blame. But then his then his kids have nobody. <laughs> That's true. I'm looking through episodes. I'm looking for episodes. What if she was on the boat with Gibbs? What if she went out with him on the, on the boat uh, where Pin Pin Pull Up with blew, the, blew Gibbs up? And she died in the blast, but Gibbs didn't. That's a simple death. Simple, expedient. I don't know if Jackie died at the scene or at... Um, no, I thought she was dead at the scene. I have to actually rewatch that episode in order to write that I plot can, bunny. I and I, that's like one of my little. I could see that. Well, actually, that whole thing with when um, Lady Holder suggested that she go, um, that she go to. Um, that uh, Ziva doesn't listen to Tony while Gibbs is in Mexico, and she goes into a hot situation thinking she can handle it and gets killed. I think that's entirely plausible, but there's also the reason that, uh, isn't the reason that Gibbs came back from Mexico because Ziva was being framed for something and the FBI was looking for her? What if the FBI mm-hmm. shot her when she was trying to get away from them? What if they were actually, you know, competent? Shot by FBI number 23. (laughs) We've got multiple shot by FBI scenarios. I'm going to give Cordell some love. Yeah, he should get to to have that fun. Flax gets the kill. Tony will be crushed. 
Hmm. What else can we do? Now that Lady Holder says crushed, I feel like we need a crush injury. <laughs> like literally squishing. Rock literally fall. <laughs> Rock fall, Diva dies. <laughs> okay, I can't. The, the, the black on purple is too hard to read. Am I even going to? My, my, I guess it's my really monitor broke. Yeah. It's not sufficient for that. that. That'd be great. Um, let's see. Yeah, we need a crush injury. I, I definitely feel I feel a crush injury. Like like Ooh, flat as a what pancake. What if Chip tried to frame Tony for Zeba's murder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Chip kills her. Frames Tony. <laughs> What if Chip, um, what if Chip, uh, or tries to, Chip? and they're all like, and Gibbs is like, no, that, um, the, the time of death doesn't work. That's not possible. And they're all like, well, the evident, no, I'm, I'm serious. There's no way Tony would have been in any position to kill Ziva on that day at that time. <laughs> Fant, how can you be so sure, Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were doing this thing. <laughs> We were breaking a rule, <laughs> several of them, um, and depending upon which state we're in, we might have been breaking some laws too. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, like, well, he was actually literally in no position to get out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> he was tied to the frame of my boat. Why do you think I built it in my basement? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It's the first first thing on the list. Huh? What's, I was asking Lady Holder what a scuttle was. <laughs> scuttle isn't scuttling when they take the 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 um like the submarine below deck, but I mean below the below the water. I have to look up what scuttling is now. We need we need that's not that definition. We need to do a coal. I don't think so. We got a picture. To sink a vessel deliberately by opening seacocks or making openings in the bottom. What's in this thing? But you're saying that a Navy ship actually has a scuttle. Oh. She gets smashed in a scuttle on a ship. How much do they weigh? Hmm. Watertight. Are they airtight? They, they, they would have to be, duh. If they're watertight, they have to be airtight, right? Pretty much. I would think. So she could, suffoc- 
so she could suffocate in one. If she's in the wrong place, she'd have to be in a place where the air was cut off. And no one would hear her. Or yeah. just the person who put her there would hear her. <laughs> so this thing I was looking at, I decided, I wondered what um, what examples of weird workplace deaths were. So I Googled <laughs> weird workplace deaths because I thought something strange happens at work, right? You're going to die when you read this. So, I, so the first, one of the first hits was BuzzFeed's 32 Incredibly Weird Deaths That Will Make You Glad to Be Alive. Okay. Number one is this dude in Brazil is killed in 2013 when a cow falls through his roof and onto him as he sleeps. What? Death by falling cow. <laughs> Death by fall. That's number one. The dude who the cow fell through the roof. And I went, a cow? A cow? Murder your moo. So now she has to die by cow. I had to put some way that she dies. <gasps> a tornado. We've got cows. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> got cows. Death by cow. (laughs) Some defense attorney in the 19th century actually shot himself dead while defending a murder suspect because he was trying to demonstrate that the supposed victim could have accidentally shot himself. It worked. His client was acquitted. (laughs) <laughs> that huh. Best dedication. Canadian lawyer dies while trying to prove but the glass in one of the twenty. A mistrial. Well, the jury just they said, "Well, I don't. I mean, the lawyer being dead doesn't necessarily mean that the." The, the, lawyer, the lawyer dying in the middle of the courtroom doesn't constitute. <laughs> well, this, this was the nineteenth. This was the this was the nineteenth century. I, I imagine oh, legal okay. procedures a little different now. Uh, this is so. a Canadian lawyer dies while trying to prove that the glass in the window of a twenty fourth floor office was unbreakable by throwing himself against it. It didn't break, but it did pop out of its frame, and he plunged to his death. Oh Jesus Christ! Mm. That one's not. You can't even. I mean, I don't even know the owner of a company that makes segways. I didn't know this actually, which is weird. The owner of the company that makes segways died in 2010 after accidentally driving his segway off a cliff. (gasps) How do you? How did I not know this? Are you a fan of the Segway? Well, I lived in California for most of my life. Of course I'm a fan of the Segway. <laughs> they were everywhere for a while. Ooh, gross. Okay. I... Some of these we've got covered. Like we've got death by biological um, agent. Some congressman in 1921, 
died from shaving because his brush had anthrax on it. So we've got biological contaminant, you know, biological contagion already covered. Uh-oh. Lady Holder has an idea. <laughs> She's excited. It's going to be evil. And long, apparently, because she's probably still typing. <laughs> Septic shock. What's that shock you get with tampons? Um, toxic, toxic shock. Toxic shock. Yeah. Oh, the TSS. Death <laughs> by toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> this has got to be the most absurd thing I've ever read. Paul G. Thomas, the owner of a wool mill, fell into one of his machines in 1987 and died after being wrapped in 800 yards of wool. 800 yards. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I don't even know. Dead dude mold? That's really kind of gross. <laughs> She's trying to blame her medication. You, you see how she is, right? You, have you seen that pattern? Say weird shit, but I'm on muscle. I have. <laughs> it's not my fault. Electrocution on a metal toilet. That would be. That would be harsh. What would be the most. Oh. Oh. I'll say what would be like the most poetic thing. And it, it, it would actually be something that no woman I think would be able to solve. So I don't know how you would write it if no one could solve it. Um, what if somebody did to her what she's been doing to NCIS? What if somebody at Mossad sold her out to U.S. intelligence agencies as being a spy and the CIA assassinated her? Correct court for the win. Yeah, he went. He did that anyway, but, but earlier, but earlier. So she died based upon the, on the same mechanism of basically um, espionage as somebody in her own country sold her out. I like the idea of her being um, (gasps) Oh, I just got an absurd idea. It's very Azure. (laughs) 
what if um, somebody, um, one of uh, McGee's readers, knows, figures out who everybody is and has a real boner for Tony and thinks that Lisa and Tommy are actually together and so she killed, they kill Ziva so that Tony isn't, um, is available, that Agent Tommy is available um, and not at the mercy of Agent, uh, Agent Lisa anymore. Well, I like the idea of one of McGee's fans becoming unhinged and killing Ziva. Well, one of his fans does become unhinged in the the series. They do. They get a copy of of his unpublished book and kill somebody in the way the book described. But that would get McGee in trouble, too. That's like a twofer. Because people would look really closely at how much at how, how, how closely those characters resembled the team. It could even be a threefer because Shepard could have signed off on allowing that book to be published, um, even maybe against protest. And she said it was no big deal and the resemblance was superficial. And um, now there's Ziva's dead and everybody's in trouble. I like that idea. That's a threefer. I like, I like getting three people in trouble. I, that is that is terrible. I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> I'm an either, evil person. <clears throat> well, because sometimes you hear things that are actually really tragic, but they that they, they're so improbable that you just kind of go. It just it it kind of gets that startle reflex where you laugh. Um, there was somebody who was. Um, I think it was some kind of severe windstorm and a stop sign flew loose, flew through their car windshield and decapitated them. I mean, how does that happen to somebody? That's just like the universe telling you you're done. Yeah. The universe, you have, you've been avoiding death for so long that death is making something extremely improbable happen. I don't even want to know what that means. That's a crack idea if I ever saw one. Which one? That Kim McGee is a secret badass. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Jesus. No clowns. I have rules about that. Ziva dresses as a clown for Halloween and someone startles and stabs her in the throat. She's <laughs> like, what you do that for? It's like, she was dressed as a clown. Who does that? A creepy clown. She would be a really creepy, creepy crown, clown. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> Boo shoots her. <laughs> he hates clowns. <laughs> Did anybody see the episode of Face Off where they did um, the people in the circus or the whatever or something? I think it was maybe it was maybe it was clowns. I don't remember. It was clowns and how they had died. They're supposed to the, the the makeup was supposed to reflect how they died, 
And it wasn't actually the person who won, but I think should have won. I managed to get through that episode despite it featuring clowns, and it, like, haunted it haunted me. Did anybody see that episode with the dark water clown? I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put just the link, not the picture, in for anybody who's not completely clown focused. But first, I'm gonna make sure that just putting in a link does not give you a preview. We'll do it with something pretty. <clears throat> That's not what I was going for. That's so pretty, though. It is pretty. I just want to make sure that this image will not actually show up in the chat room because I don't want to traumatize anybody. Okay, so that is not that is not the image. But I will, if anybody is not particularly clown-phobic and can deal with this, bit of thing that freaked me out for years. You just posted it? No. Please don't look. Okay. Okay. It's that second link. It's that second link. There you go. So there's no preview. So if anybody can deal with clowns and you can handle that, enjoy or whatever. No, the first thing is in orange. I was testing. Clown. I will never, ever, ever try to go through a a clown episode of anything again because I had bad dreams for weeks. Okay, so I definitely she needs to dress as a clown for Halloween. Maybe a really bright, happy clown. Somebody freaks out and stabs her. There definitely needs to be clown death. Death by clown. Not death by, death by clown is actually a horror novel. Dying because you dressed as a clown, that's like, I don't know, the universe writing itself. Okay, so I'm up to looking in season four. Oh, this would be an interesting. What if she died um, with Jenny in the shootout at the OK Corral, which is actually that diner in California? Hmm. Not particularly interesting, but it is um Okay, so we covered methods of death. Let's let's do different people killing her. Okay. Let's do the who. And we can figure out the how, too, of course. But who? Who all would have reason to kill her? So we've got Trent Court covered in multiple ways. Um, a lady holder just had Mike Franks kill her. <laughs> um, I want something 
How would we get the Avengers? You know that episode where Mike Franks takes Tony out from behind? Yeah, that's faking it, I think. Not faking what it. if it was Ziva and he hit her too hard and he killed her? Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. I do want to go for the way for the Avengers to kill Ziva. I know it's improbable, but I think they're up to the task. Aliens invade DC. The Avengers come in and the Hulk accidentally steps on her. <laughs> well, there's our crush injury. <laughs> the Hulk falls on her. They they tip Bruce out of the Quinjet, right? Because that's how he wants he to trips. land into this mess. And, or he, yeah, he trips out and he lands on her car as the Hulk. Because she's driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> the Hulk falls on her. Captain America throws his shield and, and she tries to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> or she gets Thor's hammer. Thor and the hammer. He keeps telling her to move, but she won't. <laughs> it's too late. Cannot stop the hammer. Oh, that's that's a that's a two for and a half. Someone suggested that uh, that uh, that uh, Ziva kills Ginny Weasley accidentally, and the Wizarding World kills Ziva because she's a Muggle killing a wizard. That's two of our undarlings dead. Oh, Lady Holder, gross. But yes, I would do that for you. <laughs> it is gross, though. Very gross. Okay, so if the Hulk lands on her and Steve's shield decapitates her and Thor's hammer goes through her head, um, how's Natasha going to kill her? Well, she'd have to lose in a straight-up fight to Natasha. That, that, just, that just needs to be the epic, the epic fight there. Black Widow cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> or... They could be doing this hand-to-hand thing, and Natasha just finally rolls her eyes and goes, I don't have time for this. It just pulls out her gun and shoots her. Shoots her. That's not, that's not cricket. <laughs> um, okay, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's turn. How the Avengers killed Ziva series. <laughs> um. Exploding Arrow. On purpose. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> so that leaves, of the original Avengers, that leaves Iron Man. 
What if she tries to take a mission for Mossad after the events in New York, and if she tries to steal something from Stark, a copy of Jarvis or, I don't know, information about his suit, or his suit for that matter. Um, Maybe she breaks into the tower and she threatens Pepper. Oh, that'd be good. Or what if she, um, being as close as she is to New York, actually, I think in canon, the canon timeline lineup, I'm pretty sure she's in Italy um, when the invasion of New York would have happened. But setting that aside, what if because of her proximity to New York, Mossad sends her to New York to try to get some of all that Chitauri crap that's laying all over the place and sneak it out? So she's there trying to steal something. This is this is getting a little bit more involved, getting her to death. I think it may be a good way to, for her to die. Maybe she thinks to steal something from um the Avengers too, who are helping with cleanup or whatever. I don't know. And um, Tony Stark catches her and she tries to fight her way out. Because that's going to go well. I like the idea of her trying to steal Jarvis. I like the idea, actually, of Pepper doing it, of her there to steal Jarvis. All the Avengers are gone, and that's why she's there, and she thinks Jarvis is vulnerable. Pepper's chilling out. (laughs) (laughs) Dummy kills her with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) But I like the idea of of Miss Mussad coming in thinking she's going to handle this, and Pepper just pulls out a gun and shoots her. Yeah, the CEO in high heels goes, I don't think so, bitch. (laughs) Can you see this? Can you see this Iron Man and them? They're all doing their thing. Sir, sir, we we have a problem. (laughs) We have a problem in the tower. You're going to have to come back. (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) busy. Pepper just killed an intruder. I'm on my way. I could see Ziva being Hydra. I have no problem with that at all. (laughs) Okay, so we've got the core of... Look, she's going to fucking defend her 12% of that tower. (laughs) That's right. She was in my 12%. Okay, we got the Avengers, at least the core Avengers. Um, what about, should we give equal opportunity to the Justice League? Sure. Why not? I really, well, <laughs> uh. <laughs> let's see. 
I just had this crazy idea that Diana Prince thinks that they can maybe rehabilitate her. So she sends her to the island of the Amazons, and the queen just finally gets fed up and kills her. <laughs> but I can't no. deal with this shit. I'm way too old for this shit. You're gone, bitch. <laughs> Peter will probably kill her by accident. Spider-Man? Oh, totally I mean, by accident. Yeah. It would it would totally be an accident. He's he's not really um unless if you're looking at this new Peter in um in the Avengers, I think that maybe if she posed a credible threat to Tony that Peter might hyper react. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one second she's on the floor, and the next second she's hanging by her neck in the, from a spider web. <laughs> you know. Or what if, what if she was in a spider web and had no clue how high up she was and cut herself out and fell over death? <laughs> Mr. Stark, I swear. going nowhere. I can't believe she got herself out of it. I left her completely safe. I mean, there were all those bots on the ground, and I didn't want her to get smooshed, so I put her up high, but it was at least two inches thick. I don't know how she got out. Where did she get that knife? Well, she tried to steal Jarvis, Peter, so we're not too fussed about it. Just go on about your day. It's okay. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Hmm. Deadpool. Um. Well, that could just be a hubris on, uh, on her part. She thinks she's killed Wade. And turns her back on what she thinks is a dead body. He's like, uh-uh. And she looks down and suddenly there's a sword coming out the front of her. Yep. Death <laughs> by sword. Deadpool sword. Tomorrow we're going to do Ginny Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> that there's so much potential for how to clever ways to kill people. Although not as many people really that you can pull in to kill Jimmy. Did you see Suicide Squad? I did not. I have it, but I haven't. My, my husband has it. I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. So I was thinking they could put her in that same prison that they put. Because um, they left the Suicide Squad out of prison with obviously a deterrent in place to keep them from being naughty. Um, what if she doesn't believe the deterrent and gets her head blown off? Because she's in prison. Like, they drop her in prison. She's in prison for something else. Maybe Batman put her in prison. Of course, that implies she had the skills to be on the Suicide Squad, and I just don't think she did. 
No. But she could end up in the asylum and the Joker kills her. Because she's annoying. Yeah, or just because. Just because she was there. And when the Joker finds your ass annoying, you know you're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) She could meet Riddick. No, she could meet those bitch-ass preachers on the planet where we met Riddick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What if Riddick comes in advance of the Necromongers to warn Earth about this invasion fleet that's coming? And for some weird reason, the first person he meets is Ziva, and he goes, fuck this. You people don't deserve to be saved. Wow. Of course, we kill, we, we kill Ziva, but we lose the whole planet in the process. <sighs> Except Tony, of course, because Riddick would be like, but you're kind of hot. You want to go with yeah, I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure. You do keep what you kill. <laughs> you kill that, you can have me, baby. Um, what if she comes back from Somalia with a gold? Oh, actually, I'm liking that idea. Just like instantly, in my brain that resonates so well. It's like that's not even like a cracky kill Ziva thing. That's that would be a great idea for a story. I should be dead at the end of it, of course. But there's a great story yeah. there. Now, I'm not a fan of flashback stories. I am a fan of stories where people have to testify or be interviewed to tell a story. Um, as long as they don't include flashbacks. Like, well, in, in, in TV shows, they always kind of include flashbacks. But um, I like the idea of something happening and then somebody else being brought in to figure out what happened and interviewing all the players. Like one of my favorite yeah. moments in Criminal Minds is when Doctor with when, when Spencer is being interviewed by the uh, the FBI committee trying to decide if Foyette's death was reasonable when he murdered Haley Hotchner and um, Aaron beat him to death. And at the end of Spencer's testimony, he goes, "And that's Doctor Reed." <laughs> <laughs> Just so you bitches will know. <laughs> I think I went down one of those things. I was on a submarine um, that's in a museum, and you got to crawl around the thing, got to crawl around the submarine. And I think I went down one of those things. It was not something I would ever want to repeat again. Uh, no. But I like the idea of um, uh, some, like somebody killing Ziva. In NCIS, and like say, um, it's such a big deal that they bring in the BAU to interview everybody and they figure out what happened. I like that. I like the I've I I don't read I don't see them often, but I do like I do like that kind of case fic. Where where what you're describing is happening, where the crime has occurred and they're trying to figure out or get testimony about um, about you know from witnesses or whatever. I do find that kind of format very fascinating. I read one because it allows and it was about um, 
uh, dead air. Go ahead. No, like, you mean like something happened or just? Um, What happened was, is it took Viva and Tim what they're doing. And one of the cops realizes that they're not listening to Tony. So he puts it in his notes and it gets sent to legal at NCIS. And somebody at NCIS finally opens it, and she's like, holy shit. And she doesn't actually want to be involved, so she anonymously drops it into internal affairs and walks away quickly. (laughs) So these two internal affair cops turn around and start investigating this and start asking questions. And one of the things that really pops out for me in the story is at one point the partner turns to his, his IA partner and says, Aren't you waiting for some from for one of them to tell me what their safe word is? <laughs> because Gibbs is such Because they're all petrified of Gibbs. And Tony thought they were joking. Um or he wanted to believe that they were joking and then it comes out and um Yeah, I think so. I think maybe yeah. Are you there? I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I'm. Oh, you have my back, right? I'm looking to see if that really is the story. Because um, they're investigating, kind of like after the fact, and um, and Gibbs gets furious. Yeah. Abby tries to blame Tony, and she assaults Tony, and um, it changes a lot at NCIS, and it's it's a really interesting fic. And what's it called? You have my. You back, have my right? back. By Cats Meow. Cats Meow. Yeah. C A T S M E O U. As far as I know, it's only on fanfiction.net, but uh, I could be wrong about that. But I do like the idea of it being told in, in that format, you know, because um, you get like different perspectives and um, you, know, you, can, um, you can explore character bias. Um, and. Um, there's another dead air one, and I don't like to read it much because it makes me heart it makes my heart hurt. Um, where Tony is actually killed, and the FBI comes in, um, and neither Ziva nor Tony, neither Ziva nor Tim know that that Tony is dead. They've kept it from them, and um, they start interviewing them and, and getting all the facts and. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've read that. Tony is dead. Uh, I don't think I've read that one. He um he bleeds out in the basement, and Gibbs finds him, and they have an ambulance uh. on the scene, um and he tells them not to bother, that they need to get Ducky, and I pretty much started crying at that point and cried the rest of the way. <laughs> I got so mad. Oh my god. Oh. But it wasn't like a uh Tony fic. It was like um Tony is a son to Gibbs fic. Um and those aren't ones I read often, but I'm not really a shipper of that pairing anyway, so it doesn't bother me to read them. This is not something that I enjoy a dynamic of on on, on a normal basis, but I was really um really digging a whole bunch of dead air fix at the time and um 
he buries Tony next to um, Kelly, and he retires and um, goes to live in Stillwater because he just can't he just can't handle it. He's done. I've read I I know I've read a story where Tony where Tony dies. I don't remember the the FBI investigation. Um, maybe I blocked it out. Balboa arrests them on the scene and takes them to NCIS, and eventually it's turned over to Fornell. Um, I remember one question that Vance asked, and he 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 asked. Ducky, if they had been listening to Tony and heard when he was shot, would he have survived? And Ducky said he couldn't be certain, but it would have been better than that getting help might have saved him. Yeah. Because he was gut shot. He was shot in the gut. Because he he called Gibbs. He called Gibbs for help. That just hurts the heart, man, because I could see, I mean, I've never, well, I did actually start. Um, um, Claire says it's dead silent. I, started, I think so. I started, I started writing a story once where Tony dies um, in dead air, but I could never finish it because um, it just hurt my heart too much. We talked about that once, about the idea of kind of diverting it to, um Uh, uh, he he ascends instead, and then he winds up plunked down with the SGC, um, which I could do. I could do, yeah. That that was much made it a much more palatable way to continue that idea, especially if you can kind of you know interject a little bit a little bit of humor to offset the grief, kind of where the ascended can't deal with him. Uh, but it was. Um, There's one where Tony dies in the back of a car after a blow to the head. Ouch. Yeah, the one where yeah. he dies in dead air is called Dead Silence, and it's by Moonstone, Moonstone Glows. And it's on um, um, fanfiction.net as well. And, uh, yeah, it it is it – is, it's not something I read on a regular basis. <laughs> but I have read it two or three times. Um I like that format of of investigation and you know the the whole um thing. So, but um yeah, I much prefer that Ziva die and fix, not Tony. <laughs> Definitely. Although if Tony's gonna die, Ziva better die very shortly thereafter. So like in that case or the one where I was talking about where I might write Tony ascending, I think I think Gibbs would just take them both out. <laughs> it would just be. Fuck you, people. You got him killed. Bang, bang. Or he might go more hands-on. He might be neck-snapping. I don't know. Or he might do a repeat and take him out with a sniper rifle. I don't know. But it would just be, I think that he would be, like, I've had it. I think that would just push him over the edge. Oh, so this is a non sequitur, a bit of a non sequitur, but um, I had a very weird experience shortly before, shortly before, it was about an hour before the podcast, I think. Um, 
maybe two hours before. Anyway, I, I have my <laughs> old fandom email account, the like the original, original, my original incarnation in fandom from way back when, like 20 years ago. And I still have that email account, but I don't check it very often because it's pretty dead. I mean, I, I reti- I'm retired under that name, I whatever. Anyway, I check it maybe a couple times a year. So I I don't know what possessed me to feel like today was the day I was going to do my semi-annual check of that email account. And there's emails from um, AO3 uh, with feedback on stories. And I was like, did I log into the wrong email account? And I just, I had that kind of moment where I was like, I'm confused. I'm confused. And um, no, what it was is that a couple of the archives that I did have stories on were pulled into AO3 finally. Um, And one of them is that archive that I could never recover my user name on because they had the broken contact form. Um, uh-huh. so that tells you that archive is going down if they're bringing coming into us. So that was kind of a relief that that archive is going away, but it did give me a Does that mean that you can create an account and get rid of those six? Yes. But also that I can, when the, um, the, uh, the site, hell no. Um, the site that, um, had the plagiarized story was the one that came in. So if I want to, and I'm thinking I do, I can make the case to the AO3 people now, because that's where the story lives, that that story is not this other person's and get it taken down too. I would. Because if I mentioned on that podcast that 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 was one of the things that was really frustrating because there was this story somebody just copied wholesale and put their name on it. Um, on this archive and that I couldn't contact the archivist because they had a broken contact form and it just was just like this kind of impotent thing is you can't do anything about it and now that story's gotten pulled in on AO3 and I can have it killed I can murder that moo good I, yeah, there's nothing I can't I can't stand plagiarism Makes you want to stab people. Yeah, but yeah, I already, I already deleted um, all but one story that I was had co-written with somebody. So the one that's co-written, I need to, you know, see if the author who I co-wrote it with um, actually wants to keep it on AO3. But anyway. It was a moment. It was a moment. I was like, I was so surreal because I logged in. And I went, "What the hell is this?" And then I went, oh, oh, I know what's happened. Open doors happened to me. (laughs) I do wish someone would take those open door offerings and go in and properly tag them. Not that I'm volunteering to do that, but... One of the things that I thought was interesting was um, one of the things I noticed, I was surprised that there were um, any um, 
pairings, characters, anything. Um, but there were. It kind of surprised me um, that they had a few. They didn't have warnings, but they did. Or did they? I think there was one that they did have warnings. Uh, they got. They pulled in more than I expected. So they pulled in some pairings. They pulled in characters. They pulled in some contact tags. Um, that I don't know where even really they, they they got a lot more than I expected. I think that either somebody's plugging some stuff in manually from whoever's bringing the archive over, or their interface has gotten a lot more um, intelligent about what it does. But it was pretty surprising how how much information because I've seen stories that came in from Open Doors that had um, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they they just have they just have you know creator chose not to use archive warnings and then that's it. It's just a title, an author, a fandom, and then that creator chose not to use archive warnings, and that's all you get. Um, but this had quite a bit more than that, so I was really impressed with however they brought that over. I don't know. It was just oh, kind yeah. of a kind of thing where it was kind of like these archives are dying finally. Not that I, not that I should be excited to see an archive die, but it kind of it's like okay, this is kind of like this part of my life is kind of finally get to really put it to bed. It's it's kind of finally over. Nice. So are these fixed pending and unpublished, or um, were they up already when you saw them? I've never had any oh, on Open Doors, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were up. They were up. And there was both um, letters from the – there were emails from the archive, which I totally missed when this had happened, whenever it happened. Um, there were letters from – notes from AO3 saying that stories had come in through the Open Doors program um, under my email address, my email address as provided by – the archive, um, and that I could claim them and associate them with my account or whatever, um, and uh, they, they'd be associated with me. And because I, um, it, it just, I don't know, it just, there was, and they, it, I was just really surprised. I was like, why do I have AO3 emails here? So it was, it was kind of cool, actually. I've never been on that end of the of an archive shutting down. I will say that's a really it nice is thing sad about to see independent archives going, um, but the upside yeah. is is if you see archives that are not being maintained properly, like this one wasn't, um, that it gives authors um, return of the control of their content, um, which I appreciate. So, yeah, but it's also nice that you know when when people jump into doing an archive. Um, or just a fandom-specific site or a ship-specific site. It's like, you know, fandom wants that to live forever, and it, it's really difficult to – you could do something for a decade and just be completely burned out on it. Like, I am tired of maintaining this archive. I am tired of the expense. And it's really nice that AO3 in that regard has come along and allowed these archives a way to go, I just want to unload this and be done with it. Because maintaining a small archive for all time and eternity, depending upon – you know, what is involved in it? Do you have software you have to update? You know, do you have this security protocol that this one's archive had um, that was out, out of date, um, that wasn't current? You know, it, it, it's a daunting task to main something, in this case, two decades, right? 
these archives were around for two decades before they finally said, we're going to shutter this. Um, that's, that's a big time commitment. So yeah. the nice, the nice thing about AO3 is, and it's something I just have this real appreciation for is that these archives, but the content on them is preserved for, you know, and uh, it does give off some, in some case authors control of their content back and it you know, lets some people off the hook who are just tired after a couple of decades of something and say, I want to move on. Especially when it comes to fandom-specific archives, because if you're like 20 years into a fan, you're, you're probably done. At least on that yeah. level. Like I said, if I hadn't branched out from Stargate, I'd probably be done with fandom by now. Because I have to have I have to be stimulated as a writer. Um, I just, I need more. And so, you know, it would get old really quick. Really quick. With that being said, you know, McShep will always be my OTP. Um, and I just don't see a day when I will never write them again. I don't see that day. But that's because I did allow myself, I opened myself up to new fandoms and new pairings so I didn't get bored. Yeah. I like the idea of Ziva being infested with a Ga'ul when she's in um, Somalia. Um Of everything we've discussed tonight, that's the idea I like the best. I don't know how it would end with death, but you know it would eventually happen, and that's all that matters. Well, to date, the SGC, I don't know, at that point, had been successful at removing a gold by themselves. They had the Asgard help them, um, or they had the Tok'ra help them, Um but to actually get a gold out of somebody by themselves? Yeah, it could it could be bad juju for her if they have to get that out of her. Or she could just go on a on a you know, killing spree and she gets cut down. I have no problem with that. No, no, me neither. <laughs> oh, what if, what if when they go to rescue her in Som- Somalia, she's not actually a prisoner? What if she's running the camp? Her and that guy are... And he puts her in that room to help interrogate, yeah, knocking boots, um, to help her, help him interrogate um, Tony and um, Celine. Thank you, Tony and um, McGee, and Gibbs sees it going down, and Tony realizes that she's not on his side, and he gives Gibbs a signal, and Gibbs snipes them both. Ooh, I like it. 
gone foul creature. Because she has a history of not picking the best dick to take a rod on. I'm just saying. Yeah, very true. She's not good at picking out quality dick. (laughs) Just saying. She has terrible taste. Your judgment in this is questionable. Nine times out of ten, if Zeke wants to take a ride on it, this guy needs to be taken out. <laughs> I mean, if she genuinely wants to take a ride on it. So we've got, She's either going to be a terrorist or crazy. we got five minutes. we got enough time to come up with one really good death for her. Okay, you know that episode of Stargate Atlantis where the race hive comes to Earth? Yeah. What if they actually get a race down on the planet and Ziva um, thinks she can take him, take her on or take him on? Because she thinks she's a badass? <laughs> That's cracky. And she get, and she gets eat well and she gets eaten. She gets sucked dry. Yeah. Death by race. Death by race. It couldn't happen to somebody nicer. Or they're on Atlantis investigating a crime and there's a foothold situation and she gets told to seek shelter with the rest of the civilians and she doesn't do it and gets killed by a race. Oh. I like that. And see, I also like the idea of, of like, people getting fed up and just killing her. What if she jeopardizes <laughs> Rodney? That's what if she, like, puts him in danger? Yeah, and John's like, No. No, I'm not having any of that. You're on my What if the city? What if the city kills her? Let's say no for Elizabeth Weir. (laughs) What if this is a crazy idea? About what if, like I don't know, something about her the city finds so objectionable um, that. uh, What if, like, she likes descended from the Ori or something, which the you know, the, land, the, the, the ancients split off from them. So if the city recognizes her as, like, having, like, hostile DNA, and, like, she gets on the city, and the city, like, immediately swallows her. <laughs> like, did the city just like, eat nope. her? Did that just happen? I don't know how we're going to get her back. <laughs> Rodney! <laughs> you know what We've happens never seen that. sucked into the floor? <laughs> oh, um... I think Nanites ate her. <laughs> what do you mean the Nanites ate her? Well, you know they do need fuel. <laughs> they have to get their building blocks from something. 
But I, I, I could just see Rodney like, the, the city did not eat anybody, John. But it did, it did. The city ate her. It didn't <laughs> eat her. It used her for raw materials. It, There's a difference. It absorbed her. <laughs> Atlantis doesn't have a stomach. There was no eating. There was no digestion. We're down to a minute. Um, but I do think, I, I do like the idea of, of her dying because she doesn't do what she's supposed to do, because she's so arrogant. And if you can think of a really clever, creative way, something we missed, Rosiva to die, drop by the workshop, there is a board called the podcast, and you can leave your comment about how she should have died over there. I will make a topic and insert the podcast when it's ready, and you guys can respond and offer your own suggestions for her death. It'll be fun. And it it could be it could be it could be inspiration fodder for somebody. We might get a bunch of Ziva death fix out of it. That would be really cool. We're down to thirty seconds. Say good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>